Hello, and welcome to the best podcast ever. I am your host, Jason Barton. Today's date is September 10th. I have with me my co-host in action. April Mitchell. And Chris Scott. And uh, we're here to uh, give you some information that we hope that you find interesting. Uh, let's go ahead and start off with entertainment news this week. Chris, what you got for us? Well, not uh, to be shocked or surprised, you know, the first <gasps> week of September... The, what's the first big release? Uh, it. Uh, yeah, of, Stephen King's it. Oh, yeah, that's right. It killed the competition. I can only but imagine. Oh, oh. I mean... I want to see it. I thought you were scared of the clowns. Getting better. <laughs> Getting Plus, better. I like the actor who plays uh, Pennywise. Oh, okay. That's a scar. one of the Skarsgård kids, he's so... In, uh, yeah. yeah, he's in um, um, Hemlock Grove on Netflix. Oh. Mm. Very good. Okay. So, yes, opening weekend, 117 mil. No surprise there. Ooh, that's nice. Of course, people were thinking it was going to hit 120, 125, but part of that could have been because, you know, I heard a report they're saying that they're blaming part of it being on Hurricane Irene that uh, they didn't get to the 120 because apparently Florida, Florida brings in about 5 to 6% of mean the weekend Irma? gross. Hurricane Irma. Hurricane Irma. Yep, Irma. Irene's uh, the, long since passed. It's Irma. Irma, yep. Irma Gerd. Anyways. So, the only other big opener for this week was Home Again with Reese Witherspoon. Came in in second. $9 million. Oof. Just a little bit of a gap there. Oof. Yeah. Uh, um, n- not that it's a major, you know, selling point at this point, but Wonder Woman's now crossed 410 mil, which is cool. Mm. I don't think it's going to break 20th place it's solidly at 20th place domestic all time so i'm okay with that yeah that seems fine um i know i haven't actually seen it yet or i've seen bits and pieces but apparently youtube red is closing in on um tying down a deal with famed producer actor director morgan spurlock for his sequel to supersize me oh good the sequel is going to be called supersize me 2 holy, holy chicken chicken <laughs> can only guess where he's going after now yeah that'd be kfc be willing to bet he's gonna have that you know sandwich where it's basically two pieces of chicken as the pieces of bun or whatever yeah i gotta wonder how long it took him to to fix himself after eating all that mcdonald's food because like he gained quite a bit of weight I don't know. I mean, you guys can. Att- I mean, I know April. I mean, you guys can definitely attest to this. Think about how quickly you guys started recovering after you stopped smoking. That's true. So, well, the body he's is back super to resilient. Normal. Well, yeah, it loves it. it. Loves throwing fat though. Well, yeah, I know that. But, trust but me. Anyways, yeah, it's good that they're making a sequel. Now, trust me. We yeah, all trust me. Taking a two and a half, two point three mile walk today and getting done, I sat down in the car and my and my thighs just seriously started twitching. I'm just like, yep, I got to work on this some more. Nice. <laughs> all right, uh, Netflix. Since it seems to be hemorrhaging deals with people, yeah, apparently decided to make a deal with AMC. All mm. se- as of Friday, all seven seasons of The Walking Dead in. You know, prep for season eight coming out, I believe that is very early October. I had the date around here recently. Oh, one sec. Uh, October the 22nd. So a month and a half, you've got to catch up to all seven seasons if you want to. I know it was on, it's been on there. Yeah. But I think they had to secure the rights to seven now before. Well, I think they're losing viewers. 
Like so, I, I just feel like uh, that's probably the case. Believe me, yeah, it's because, not as big of a talk anymore from amongst the people I know. Right. I mean, while they're trying to get their own original content, they still need to keep up with other licensees and whatnot to actually get stuff out there. Um, this is gonna, you know, this. I mean, this isn't a surprising fact here for your entertainment news. Uh, the seventh season of Game of Thrones has been pirated more than a billion, that's with a B, times. Wow. That's yeah. per anti-piracy group, um, firm Musso. Yar. Um, in the first 72 hours after broadcast, the premiere episode, which, you know, we, I don't, you know, that, it was, it was good enough. Illegally streamed or downloaded more than 90 million times, while oh, the finale, yeah. over 120 million times. Oh, yeah. And considering what people heard about that finale, yeah, I could kind of see that. But then again, seriously, what? It's, what, 10 bucks to have HBO Go? 15. 15 for HBO well, Go. Well, it's you... actually HBO Now. Okay, I'm thank you, now. April. Yes, I, I, I remember the old name. Oh, I thought so, it was yeah. 10 bucks. To get your hands on oh, that. Wow, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, you get it for, well, luckily yeah. this would have only been two months. Then again, 30 bucks, you could have spent the same amount, just wait a couple more months, or like you, what you guys well, used you to do that was trial. all. Well, in you know, four always... months, I'll also get a student discount. There you go. But, eh, and piracy's going to happen. We know that. It's not you like are. they're still not making hand over fist on that goddamn show. Well, and the thing is, is like all these streaming services like Facebook has um, online. Any Anybody who has any kind of form of streaming, like you can stream with your phone, even if you want to do it to all your friends. Mm-hmm. So you just set it up in your living room. I mean, it's not going to be the best quality, but everybody can watch then. So. Exactly. And I mean, most of that was actually streamed. Most yeah. of the billion times was, I think, 80% of that was streaming. The other 20 was downloading in torrents. Oh, yeah. Yarr. Yeah. Um, news for me with the comic books, comic book movies and whatnot, Drew Goddard, who was a screenwriter for The Martian, awesome movie, love that mm-hmm. movie, um, was hired on by Fox to write and direct the X-Men spinoff film X-Force. Yeah. X-Force is primarily a team created for the combating of mutant terrorists, whether they're actually... And I think it's just mutant terrorism. Well, that'd be kind of cool. Like, I, I remember the X-Force comics. Mm-hmm. I mean, two of the primary members, Deadpool and Cable. We're going to uh, be seeing both of those in less than a year yeah. with Deadpool 2. Yeah, I can't wait for Deadpool 2. That's going to be good. Yep. So, oh, I was going to mention just on the X-Men thing, I've noticed yeah. a lot more of the advertising for The Gift, or The Gifted or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's been hitting a lot of my, like, whatever venues that seem to pop up with ads for me. So I, I don't know, when when is that? Is it just starting? Oh, yep. Gifted is a new series. It is starting Monday, um, October the 2nd at 9. It's going to be 9 p.m. on Fox. It's one uh, of the okay. uh, four new series that are going to be coming out here probably within the next six months. Yeah, so I I don't know I'm I'm kind of excited by the idea. So oh yeah, well I mean the other the only other one that's coming out is Inhumans and well I'm not that impressed about see what I've seen from Inhumans so far. Oh, it's already but... it's already on, isn't it? Well, it's at the IMAX. It was at the IMAX, but it uh... won't be actually hitting um, television until Friday night. If that tells you right now, Friday nights at 9 p.m. starting September 29th. Okay, so yep, that's probably why they're hitting up all these ads right now is they're trying to get us all. Exactly. For it. So. And since it's 
pretty much by one major, 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 um, what is it? Guilty pleasure during <laughs> the summers. Um, Big Brother. I mean, yeah. we're in the middle of its, you know, 19, um, uh, season 18 right now. I was going to say, whatever iteration number it is. Exactly. Well, big thing is, for the first time ever, I mean, we've seen it on The Apprentice. We've seen it on many other shows. We've seen an all-star version on Big Brother, but we've never had a celebrity Big Brother. Oh, and that... that will be coming out this winter. Well, it's going to be, like, you know, third-rate celebrities but that will still be interesting right exactly it should be i mean come on yeah i mean you, for anybody that doesn't that know the premise of big brother is you're locked Did... you are locked in a house with at this point strangers for on ongoing of like three months did they announce any specific celebrities that were kind of on board with this I and mean, no they have to already yet. have to I, i'd have to say that they already have to have a few people for them oh, to do this, right? Yeah, they more than likely do have at least a couple on the hook, but they are keeping that so hush-hush right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it'll be some big promotion. As soon as they start recording or whatever, you know, they'll probably throw it out there then. Exactly. I mean, we will, uh, yeah, more than likely we will hear something pop up here in the near future. But as of right now, that, we've got a no-go on that exactly. I mean, we know it's starting in winter. We have no clue as to what they're going to be doing or whom is going to be on it. But yeah. that'll, that'll probably draw back people. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, Big Brother is always just a summer show. It always has been a summer show, except for season nine, which aired during the winter because of that writer's strike in 2007. Mm-hmm. I think it was 2007. It was uh, around. It was um, a while back. Oh, 2008. Back. Sorry. It was. Uh, they well, yeah, it was the writer strike of '07 because it was been a couple they of had this strikes. season in early '08. <sighs> yeah, most days that people had stayed in that house just as a fun FYI was last season in 99 days. Huh. It's three months away from anyone in your <laughs> all family, all friends, communication, all of that. Jeez. Yeah, I don't know. I've been told I could go on there because I'm deceptive enough. It's like, I don't know if I want to take this as a good thing or a bad thing, but okay. Yeah, you should be on there. That'd be interesting. Yeah, that I'd would watch. be interesting. <laughs> um, I did, I'm not writing this down because, I mean, this is going to be out there and about uh, today being Sunday and then Wednesday the 13th, Star Trek Two, Wrath of Khan yeah. at the theaters again. Yay. I talked about it last week, but just reminding people. Other than that, that is what I've got for the news of entertainments. Yay! Yay! Uh, I'd also like to speak of one other thing in terms of entertainment. Today, uh, the Orville is actually going to be airing. So mm-hmm. I didn't know if you are, had that in other parts of the news or not, but no, no. I was just going to say right at the end. I'm like, you know, if you're not going to watch it, at least try the first episode uh, of Orville. I'm going to record it. it. I it looks it, just from the previews, it looks good. So yeah. I mean, come on, Seth MacFarlane actually yeah, being in front of the camera. Do it. Um, I don't, you know, of course, I don't recognize anybody else except for the guy who's kind of looks like the admiral for whatever this organization is, the one that's talking to him, saying he, he, we've got a ship available. I know that's the great actor Victor Garber, who's been on Flash and Legends, so I'm happy to hear that. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's go on to uh, famous birthdays. So. You know, we, we like talking about those celebrities out there. 
imagine there's probably... Oh, there are some pretty good ones, actually, now that I'm looking at this. Birthdays! Mm. Alright, today, September 10th, we've got Guy Ritchie. Yay! Born 1968 in England. He's a director of Sherlock Holmes and Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows, and King Arthur, Legend, Legend of the Sword. And then we've got Colin Firth, born 1960 in England. He was an actor in Kingsman, The Secret Service. Love Actually, Bridget Jones, the Bridget, all the Bridget Jones movies. Uh, Mamma Mia, Nanny McPhee, and The King's Speech. Ooh. September 11th, we have Harry Connick Jr., who's a singer and an actor. I liked him in uh, P.S. I Love You, uh, The Iron Giant, Independence Day, Hope Floats, and New in Town. We've got Scott Patterson, who was born in 1958. He was Luke Danes in The Gilmore Girls, and Agent Peter Strom in Saw 4 and Saw 5. I didn't know that I haven't seen those. <laughs> September 12th, Alfie Allen. I see what you have with the typo. Uh, born 1986 in England. He's Theon Greyjoy in Game of Thrones. And he was also in The Other Boleyn Girl Atonement. And he's Yosef Tarasov in John Wick. Paul Walker was born 1973 on September 12th, and he died November 30th, 2013. Um, he was in quite a few of the Fast and Furious movies as Brian O'Connor. He was in Eight Below, um, The Sun, Chris Johnston, and Timeline. He's in Joyride, She's All That, Varsity Blues, and Pleasantville. Hmm. And then you have Ian Holm, also September 12th. Uh, born 1931 in England. He's in the Lord of the Rings movies as Bilbo Baggins. Yay! In The Fifth Element, he's father of Vito Cornelius. Yay! Terry Rapson in The Day After Tomorrow. And in From Hell, he's Sir William Gull. And trust me, you got to watch From Hell all the way through to see what's special about Sir William Gull. <laughs> September 13th, I just have one. She's a newer actress. Her name's Lily Reinhardt. She was born in 1996. She's on the TV show that's currently on Riverdale as Betty Cooper. September 14th, I've got Sam Neill, born 1947 in Northern Ireland. He was in Jurassic, <laughs> Jurassic Park and Jurassic Park 3. Uh, he's on Peaky Blinders, and he was on the Tudors as Cardinal Thomas Wolsey. And then you've got Andrew Lincoln, born 1973 from England who is in Love Actually and is currently on The Walking Dead. September 15th, I've got Tommy Lee Jones, born 1946, who's in Men in Black, Men Yay. in Black 2, Men in Black 3, Captain America, The First Avenger, and he was Two-Face in Batman Forever. And the next Saturday, September 16th, you've got Alexis Bledel, born 1981, who was Rory Gilmore in The Gilmore Girls. Yay, Rory. Becky on Sin City. Winnie Foster in Tuck Everlasting and the recent uh, Hulu original, uh, The Handmaid's Tale, she was one of the Handmaid's Auckland. Auckland. And then the last birthday for September 16th is Molly Shannon, born 1964. Uh, she's known for Hotel Transylvania, Hotel Transylvania 2, Never Been Kissed, The Grinch, The Five-Year Engagement, Marie Antoinette, The Santa Claus 2, Serendipity, and she did do a run on Saturday Night Live. We all know Sister Mary Catherine Gallagher. Yay! Anyways, those are your birthdays. Well, that's awesome. Uh, Alright, so moving on to video game news. Um, World of Warcraft. Don't have really a lot going on there. Um, 
There's going to be some spec tuning uh, this Tuesday, so uh, it looks like everybody's going to get some buffs, maybe some more people than others. Hunters are getting a little bit of love there, um, especially. Um, and the Windwalker Monk is definitely getting a little bit of a boost with 9%. Whew. Um, so, and the rogues all around are just kind of getting buffed too. So that's good. That's good. Um, kind of want to see those numbers get up there because, you know, uh, I've been, we've been kind of seeing some reduced DPS in our guild. So uh, hopefully that'll help get us past some of the areas that we're kind of having a problem with, <clears throat> which would be the uh, host. Uh, anyways, uh, Desolate Host. Uh, moving on, uh, new Zealous uh, Felslinger armor set for Transmog looks pretty cool. You can go see it over at uh, MMO Champion. Um, it drops off of three of the rare, new rare spawns for patch 7.3, as well as from the war, uh, Legion War Supplies. So, and its drop chance is really low, and it comes in pieces too. So you get one piece for the whole entire set. So if you really want to try to collect this thing, it's going to take you a while, unfortunately. Yeah, that's what usually happens. But you can just go sit on the rare spawns and just keep killing them over and over again. So, you know, if you find yourself bored, you can just go ahead and go on over there and do that. So... Uh, uh, there's quite a bit of actually uh, PUBG news. Uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds surpasses 1 million concurrent Steam players, according to Steam t uh, stats. I've put a link in the notes. You can see how just amazing um, PUBG is and how many people are playing this crazy game. Because there's a lot of them. So I didn't even know Steam gave you uh, Steam stats until I found the uh, link to it. And I'm like, holy crap. So even if you don't uh, care about that much, you should just go check out the link anyways in the notes because there's some really cool stuff over there. So Hey, brother. Um, I think you might need to relook at your stat. What are you talking about? It's 14 million, not one. Uh, what are you talking about? I'm looking at the, I'm looking at your link right now. Oh, oh no no that's oh, the that's oh, a number oh. of so <laughs> it's mind. one million out of the fourteen million people who use Steam, which is means one out of four people who are playing on you know playing on Steam are playing just, player notes battlegrounds. It's proof that I don't know how to read that. <laughs> Never mind. Continue. <laughs> yeah, but no, that's just that's their peak number of concurrent players, or like whatever. Nice. Yeah, one point one today alone. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, surpassed Dota and Counter Strike Global Offensive, which were like ranked two and three, um, and then like Arc is like or what was it? Grand Theft Auto yeah. Five. So no, uh, Arc, Arc, Team Fortress, and GTA Five. Yeah. So uh, that's the current player number. I was like, like the peak or whatever. So I, I, if you go order by peak, I, I somehow had the links ordered earlier by peak, and it's just ridiculous, like how many more people are playing Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. That's so, freaking awesome, though. Yeah, I mean, and the a good deal of those people are probably people who would normally be playing Counter Strike Global Offensive, though, and Dota maybe. So, but Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is fantastic, and if you don't own it, you should just go buy it. It's thirty bucks, so it's not Kevin like it's loves a, a, game. a big drop in the bucket. It's still in the early access, which is amazing. So. Um, the game has also sold 10 million copies, um, and as you can tell from the stats, it's the number one game on Steam. So, uh, if you haven't bought it, go buy it, because everybody else is. So, what can 10 million copies be wrong? How can 10 million copy purchases be wrong? Um, there's also talk um, about Bluehole wanting to make the game cross-play between PC and console. Which seems odd because you don't usually hear about people wanting to play, uh, because the PC gamers almost always have an edge up. 
So mm -hmm. their theory is they're going to take um, something that Destiny has, which is the aim assist, and put it into um, PUBG, which will at least give the console gamers an edge up on the PC players in terms of being accurate, you know, at least with the game. So you're going to get a little bit more of an assisted aid, like, how did that guy shoot me all the way across the street? Or whatever. Well, you know, uh, at least I, I'm guessing based on distance, it'll probably be more of like a zoomed in thing. So the closer you are to him, the further away they are, the more accurate it's going to be. I don't know exactly how the Destiny system, how this is going to work. This is just, kind of, you know, I'm, I'm just, just kind of making it up right now. At least this is how I perceive that they're going to do it. So I think it's cool. Um, this is something that really hasn't been done very well, if at all. So i'm looking forward to some more PUBG, but i still won't play it on console because i've got it for pc so but just putting it on a console just means that there's going to be way more people playing this game so mm -hmm. um that's it for my PUBG news but uh i've got one other thing here uh oh uh, we actually got a couple of things here uh my my thing destiny 2 is now on on console for gamers so uh go have some fun all you console gamer people um i will not be purchasing it for the console as i've said before because i don't want to purchase it for multiple systems if they would have had the same release date i might have been more inclined to do so but they're not cross shared across you know so if i play it on my pc the same account doesn't get played on the console so uh probably still not gonna buy it so at least for console so because i already own it for pc that's the other thing too um there's a slew of um um, posts over at the GameSpot, or yeah, yeah, GameSpot, um, highlighting the, uh, yeah, uh, issues, tips, and guides on the, the game, because, you know, it just came out, so, um, one worthy thing I wanted to point out was that you should not spend all your upgrade points immediately unless you love that specific subclass for, for your, um, your character, because, uh, it's harder to earn those, so, <laughs> mm. So if you're not certain about a spec, don't spend all your points into it immediately. Um, I also I haven't have, looked fully into it. Is it the same classes, subclasses as it used to be? Yeah, you're gonna. You still have your Titan, you still have your Warlock, and you still have your Hunter. So you're gonna have those three classes. But oh, you're talking about the subclasses? Because uh, mm -hmm. I don't know about the subclasses specifically. I know they tweaked a few of them because we have new abilities with Destiny Two. So I haven't looked at them because I really didn't get much chance to look at them in beta. So, again, gotcha. apparently they weren't hammered out or whatever. Like that. But, hey, it's released now, so all that stuff's right out there for you guys to go go check out. So, um, and uh, that's it for my Destiny 2 news. Uh, April also has one uh, announcement she'd like to make about video games that we've known for a little while now, but somebody's I'm really excited about. Obsessed. We officially have a release date for We Happy Few. Yay! If you're Woo! if you're not familiar with this game, um, it is it takes place in the mid 1960s in the fictional English city of Wellington Wells, a dystopian retro futuristic fashion drug fueled society formed following an alternative timeline of events within World War II, which is on the verge of collapse. Yeah, and by drug fuel, they mean really drug fuel, where you have to keep taking these pills to be happy, and if you don't take your pills, they society turns on you. And they call the pills "take your joy." Yeah, and the, yeah, the <laughs> pills are called joy. So, anyways, it's supposedly now, right now, they're saying the release date is uh, April thirteenth of two thousand eighteen. 
they're going to be releasing it for our Win uh, PC, Play PS4, and Xbox One that it's showing me here. This thing is in early access, though, so if you are interested at all in it, you can go check it out on Steam. Um, this is a Steam game, so are they bringing it to console? Did they say it all? PS4 and Xbox One. Okay, so they will be bringing it to the console, too. So um, it looked good. All the previews and the concepts look great, so I'm um, looking forward to this game. There's actually a video you can watch of it. Oh, yeah. They've, they've had you, a couple promotional ones. If you ones. look up the actor, Julian Casey, J-U-L-I-A-N-C-A-S-E-Y, he's done a lot of voices for different various video games like Assassin's Creed and uh, Deus Ex and stuff, Prince of Persia. And they have a video of him because he's the announcer guy. And there's like a five-minute demo video, video of him as the announcer guy. Nice. So I'm excited, just in time for my birthday. Yay! Yay! We like birthdays. Yes, we do. Because hopefully, God forbid, my parents' place down in Florida still survives the yeah. hurricane. Yeah, I'm still going down for my 41st. Where's it at? Where's, hmm? where's the place at? It's not on the coast, right? <laughs> no. No, actually, it's an hour northwest of... Orlando. Ooh, near well, it's hitting the west coast. Yeah, it is going up the west side yeah. of... Uh, it's hitting where we were supposed to vacation. Yeah. So... Yeah. But, yeah, and that's also where TJ is at, is on the, on the west side, so... Oh, shit. Oh, well. That's his choice. Well, they, you know what? You live in Florida, you get hurricanes. That's right. So, uh... I'd yeah. rather live with the, where the, where the uh, air hurts my face. Uh, I don't know about that. Oh, I prefer to live where the air hurts I would like, I don't mind where we're at. We're so. going to be going where the air hurts our face. I don't want to go to Canada. No, we're going to be in like a couple <laughs> of days. Um, we are in the line of sight to perfectly see the northern lights like every night. Yeah, oh, they're, they're, they're out and it's, it's nice to see. Um, yes. So uh, let's go ahead and move on to D&D &D news. Wait, didn't I just? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, so even though it's not fully accessible to everybody until September 19th, what? Um, Tomb of Annihilation did actually come out on September 8th yeah. to, like, to like select Locations. comic book stores and gaming stores. So probably a lot of like, like California, the ones, I was gonna say. Yeah, New York. Maybe Barnes & Noble's distribution and then, you know, big companies probably. Mm -hmm. So some people have it, some people don't. But they did have some other stuff that came out as well. Uh, let me find so it. So call your local uh, books and gaming stores to find out if maybe they have a copy of it. If you're that interested. They have sort of. some guild adepts that came out on the 8th as well. Oh. They're like little companion adventures that you know are before Tomb of Annihilation. Hmm. Yeah, needless like, to say, I wish I could teleport... I saw your post that you had on uh, oh, Facebook yeah. the other day, Jason. I wish I could teleport myself down. And yeah. You don't have to. We could always put you on the laptop. Yeah, I was actually thinking we could possibly include you. Or if, if you wanted to, we could try doing, um, probably not Roll20, but we could definitely do some sort of remote thing if you were interested. We just I just opened the laptop, put your head in the center, and then you'd hit the camera, and I'd just point it down to the table, and then you could just play remotely. So, well, 
Yeah, we'll see. If, we'll if see. I don't get enough people interested, I would definitely throw that on the table. So, And speaking of which, we are increasing our group size by two, if we can add some more people to our group. So uh, anybody who's listening who might live in the um, uh, South Bend area that might be interested in playing some D&D. I'm just saying, playing with these guys is pretty damn fun. Especially with the, especially when the Jameson gets passed around. <laughs> Hasn't been as much lately. Yeah, uh, you know, not really been drinking. I'm in like a hard cider mood. Yeah, it's a, it's a special mood. So. Well, I'm in a hard it's... cider mood these days now that I found out that, uh, um, what's the uh, strongbow has the oh, cherry yeah. blossom. Yeah, you like the strongbow. Mm. Mm. Strongbow. Mm, strongbow. Okay, so anyways, you have a couple of adepts. Um, you've got beasts of the jungle rot. Um, it says, no Tomb of Annihilation campaign is complete without this collection of more dinosaurs. Yay! And more zombie dinosaurs. Yay. This has 11 new dinosaurs, including the legendary Gigantosaurus and ty- Titanosaurus, and 22 new zombie dinosaurs with terrifying and unique necrotic abilities. Con- All you paladins and clerics out there will be excited about this. That's me, bro. <laughs> Um, and then the, the contributors on this were James Intracasso and Rudy Rutenberg. I love Rudy Rutenberg. He's Rudy pretty Rutenberg. fun. And then you've got the Cellar of Death. Ooh. The characters lose someone important to them, and there's no oh, way dear. to bring that person back, obviously, because, you know, people are dying. No! Can they stop others from suffering the same fate? Fred! Will they risk their own souls to uncover the source of the death curse? Hidden underneath Alicia's Tower? The introductory adventure for first-level characters is a prelude to uh, Tomb of Annihilation. Yay. That contributor Ooh. was just James Intracasso. Mm. And then you've got Encounters in Port Nyanzaru. Nyanzaru, sorry, I know how to say it, I really do. So in Port Nyanzaru, danger and wonder lurks around every corner. <laughs> the DM's Guild adepts got together to bring you a series of short encounters that can be dropped into any Tomb of Annihilation campaign to enhance the rich, vibrant city. Yay! The contributors on this were quite uh, quite a few. Lisa Chen, Will Doyle, Claire Hoffman, James Intercasso, Rich Lacoste Flair, Sean Merwin, Cindy Moore, Satine Phoenix, and Rudy Rutenberg. Yay! Then you've got Heart of the Wild, which is a group of adventurers are tasked to uncover a secret that lies deep within a forgotten sanctum, one protected by those who still practice the old teachings of Cholton magic. Their failure spells doom for one of their companions, while success will bring upon the wrath of an ancient order of zealots. Can Hardy solve the mysteries of the Forest Temple before they are overtaken by the fearsome mage hunters? That one is for levels 5 through 10. It's a good thing I'm not a mage. I'm gonna. I'm either going to attempt paladin or warlock. I'm everything. Uh, anyways, yes. Um, that contributor was Lecoufleur. I can't pronounce his name. <laughs> I'm so sorry. The ruins of Matolo. The dead are walking the jungles of Chult. The ruins of Matolo are rumored to be their destination. This one sounds cool. What has awoken to lure the creatures there? Perhaps it is there where the cure to the curse that plagues Toril can be found. And that's an adventure for five levels five to ten, and that takes place in the jungles of Chult. The answer is Lichosaurus Rex. So. <laughs> Lichosaurus. That contributor was Cindy Moore. And then you've got Undeserved Punishment, which is a collaborative project of short encounters on Port Nyanzaru. The old city has its own way of deterring criminal activity, an old Amnian area in the middle of Executioner's Run. 
What happens when it's used to aid an assassin assassination attempt? And that was also Cindy Moore. Assassin. Then you've got Return of the Lich. Uh, sorry, Jedi. Return of the Lizard King. Oh. In Chult's Valley of Dread, warring tribes of lizard folk have kept each other in check for centuries. As the tribes slowly f- fall under the sway of a new leader, omens point to the return of an ancient threat. Adventurers from a far away realm find themselves in the middle of the fray. Their heroics could save the land from terrible evil or could play a part in bringing about doom. It's uh, Return of Lizard King is for characters level 1 through 4. Yay. Playable as a lead in to Tomb of Annihilation. Yay. Um, you can report your players' decisions and see how they affect a forthcoming high level adventure in the same setting. The adventure also includes new playable races, class archetypes, backgrounds, feats, spells, and monsters designed specifically for this adventure and for Tomb of Annihilation. Yes. Got a couple others, like you got the Rooms of Mesro. Um, that one's for levels 1 through 15. It's another ruin. So if you want to surpass. Pretty much <laughs> the treasures are already plundered. Um, mercenaries well, can't claim the site. There's the other dark powers that have set their sights on this place's secrets. It's a complete Dungeons and Dragons adventure site for characters, like I said, of 1 through 15, providing everything you need to run freeform (sighs) adventures in the ruined city. Yes. And, uh, or you could just go ahead and run Tomb of Annihilation, which does run levels 1 through 11, so. I thought it was 10. Uh, it says 11 on the thing. Sweet. Then you've got... Uh, while success in commerce is the main path to power in Port Nyanzaru, being a descendant of one of the old royal families can open some doors. A young man believes he has found proof of his family's tales of past glory. Does his map really lead to a lost palace, or is this simply another fruitless search for past glory? This is an adventure for characters level 5 through 10. Yay. It's entitled Heritage, and its contributor is Claire Hoffman. Mm. And then last but not least, you've got the Ruins of Hisari. Hidden in the jungles below the fuming volcano of the Sky Lizard Mountains lies the Ruins of Hisari. Chult's once mighty Yanti city, forgotten, abandoned, and swallowed by the earth. Explore the underground temple and its buried secrets to discover what destroyed this empire 100 years ago and why no Yanti dare return. It's for character levels 11 through 16. Yay! And can be played as an expansion to Tomb of Annihilation or as a standalone adventure. Who would have thought, you know, level hmm, 11? Yep. (laughs) So those are some good guild adepts that are going on for Tomb of Annihilation. Um, they, uh, the Adventures Guild has also come out with some surrogate characters for people to use for, like, say, for example, you're doing a meat grinder mode one night, and your characters die, and you need characters quick, you've got surrogates. They Yay. have one, I think it's one for each, I have the folder here. Everybody gets one. <laughs> the tier one surrogates, one for each class, and it's a level three. <gasps> For example, I like to play ranger, so mm-hmm. if I wanted the ranger level three, it's a tabaxi ranger. Oh, good. And then um, you would have, like, sorcerer two. Tabasco ranger. So they made... Look at all those. They have a lot. I know. I'm trying to get to open. 
Oh, hell, la, Adobe la, la. PDF reader. My PDF reader apparently Oh, look, it's opening. There we go. So if I wanted to play hey. a sorcerer, I would be a goblin. Hey, you can play as a goblin. <laughs> How in the hell would you play a goblin as a good character? Hey, that could be neutral. He's not greedy. <laughs> Wait, I, I'm just greedy. I just... I okay, just I see what they did here. And then you can also have the Neutral same characters. <laughs> you can also have... That was a tabaxi. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can like, also have... Weird? They made the same exact character sheets. T, T two or Tier 2 is 8th level. The goblin who grew a heart. So you've got <laughs> that. And uh, what's this? Um, the Adventures League legal kind of gives you a little bit of a, in, information to help you start Tomb of Annihilation, like the curse about the curse and Ooh. stuff like that. So... That's available for downloading in PDF format as well. I get all of my stuff from either Dungeons and Dragons. There aren't any spoilers like, in there, right? Not that I'm aware of. Not oh, okay. that I'm going to tell anybody. <gasps> okay, good. I'm not going to sit here and read it to you like I did the last one. Okay, thank you. <laughs> not going to do it. So, not going to do it. That's pretty cool information. Um, <gasps> one last thing I've got. I don't know who else was... Living under a rock that night, but I know I watched uh, Acquisitions Incorporated live at PAX West. Right? Uh, yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. And it was freaking amazing, if you ask me. It was great. It was hilarious. Yes. Thank you, Holly. It took him what? How many hours to do a dinosaur race? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was pretty Dinosaur. Dinosaur. But he won. That thing up. But he won. Yeah, that was funny. Massive spoilers. Because Jim Dark Magic is dying from the curse. Yeah, and that was his like wish list or like one of his, his bucket list item was he wanted to ride on a dinosaur. He wanted to ride a dinosaur. <laughs> Little did he know it'd be in a dinosaur race. Yeah. Where they were giving the dinosaur laxatives. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Or not laxatives, suppositories. Oh, yeah, suppositories. Dinosaur, dinosaur, dinosaur. Anyways, race. yeah, it was like three hours long, and. We didn't even get to see the diorama till there was like an hour left. Yeah, the thing that they stood in front of them. Because hey, they were I too busy we're, with I think this we're damn better dinosaur off than we race. In the theater it was watching good. this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was hilarious though. We probably wouldn't have been able to hear everyone because everyone would have been laughing so hard. Yeah, it was nonstop oh. funny. Oh my gosh! But I, I'm including a link to the Twitch um, oh, stream. Yeah, I'm, I'm including a, a, a link to the Twitch TV video so everybody can watch it who has Twitch. Yay! And all the other Acquisition Incorporated stuff. Yes, it's pretty good. So uh, anybody who likes D&D &D and like, uh, likes Acquisitions, uh, or even if you uh, like dice camera action, Holly Conrad, Holly Conrad was the guest playing Strix. Yeah. I was going to say, if you haven't seen any of the other ones, you might want to watch them in order because they make they kind of like follow a little line. Like, mm -hmm. But, I mean, you can also watch it as a standalone too, but... Again, like I said, that makes me wonder if they had Strix playing with them at the uh, Stream of Annihilation because they acted like she'd been there before. Maybe. Oh, but they do have that intro that gives you, like, what has happened, what was mm -hmm. happening before, and it gives you, like, a, this is what happens, this is what happens in the little So if you you don't want to watch the rest of the, the earlier ones, you don't have to. So. Mm. <sighs> so that is D&D &D news. That's some good D&D &D news. That is really good D&D &D news. Uh... Now, for not-so-good tech talk, uh, I'm sure almost everyone has heard about the Equifax hack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was mm -hmm. affecting just about every single adult in the United States and other countries. 
Well, apparently the website they set up called EquifaxSecurity2017.com is either broken or is a possible sham returning randomly um, whether or not you've been affected by the breach. So apparently uh, some people have been testing this. So they go to the site, put in their, like, ask for your last six of your social security. That seems uh, like a great idea, but how else are they going to verify you? And your last name. And it tells you whether or not you've been um, part of the security breach. And so they did it in the browser, and then they went on their mobile device and did it there, and it gave them a different result. So, <laughs> uh, and then so they did, started going and testing this, and it looks like it's got something to do with just, they're just randomly spitting out whether or not you've been affected. Um, and yeah, so this seems like a total crapshoot. So, and it seems like they're not handling this the way they should be. Uh, from what it looks like, they're just trying to get customers just to sign up for this Trust ID product. I tested it. It said I was um, part of the security breach. Um, and then it immediately brings up a window saying you should sign up for a Trust ID, or a Trust ID product, um, um, which I think might actually come to a cost to you if you sign up for it. It might be free initially, but at some point maybe they're selling your information. Who knows? But uh, I don't think I want Equifax trying to secure my future you know, anyways. So, yeah, this is potentially the worst leak of personal information ever. So, uh, yeah, because of just the magnitude of the type of information this was, which is pretty much your credit history because they deal with your credit history. <clears throat> also, uh, one web manager claims that the secret 10-digit security freeze PIN code that you set up for your Equifax is just a timestamp of, of when you made the freeze. So, because um, you can put freezes on your account, which is a great idea, uh, because you really want to secure your account at this point, because you don't want anybody opening up accounts that will impact your, uh, well, <laughs> your uh, credit history, because this is what they do. So, uh, if you haven't already, um, Indiana, where I live, um, provides free um, credit freezing on all three of the ma major companies. So all you have to do is just follow the um, guidelines and whatever. I have an article um, that linked in the notes at The Verge on how to freeze your credit. So you can just kind of follow those steps. Um, I think it's a great idea to freeze your credit at this point if you if you feel at all like it's worth, worthy enough to freeze, which is pretty much just about everybody because you don't know what people are going to do um, to your potential future. And while you could potentially get that information, like those bad things removed, it takes time, effort, and possible legal, uh, and lots of going back and forth to get those things disputed off of your account. So mm -hmm. it can be a real headache if somebody tries to um, use your credit history. So, yeah, that's not good. Thank you, Equifax, um, and your poor application that caused people to have this huge security hole. Good job, bro. Um, oh, also, I found it was funny that three of the biggest people in the company sold their stocks days before the hack was revealed, but um, but they claim that it is unrelated. So we'll okay. see how that pans out. Why would three, like the CFO, and like I forgot what the other two were, but they're like really big wigs in the company, sell like $2 million in stock right before this happens. So that's controversy on itself. So, well, I'm sure, you know, the government will figure that out, though. So, yeah. Anyways, moving on. The House has passed a bill to speed up the deployment of self-driving cars by giving the federal government sole authority to regulate the vehicle's design and performance reported by ABC News. Uh, Go.com. I have a link in the notes. So, uh, yeah, this is actually a great idea, and I'm really happy that they're trying to do this because ultimately I feel, well, 
99% of all error or like crashes and like incidents on the road are caused by human error. So if we can reduce that number by just having computers do the thinking for us, which are more attentive to detail and actually pay attention 100% of the time, assuming that your sensor is working, then, uh, you know, this is going to drastically reduce the number of crashes. So possibly reducing your insurance rates. So, of course, maybe insurance companies will go under then. So, because nobody's crashing. Uh, <laughs> or maybe it'll just be really cheap. So, they just won't get those gains. Anyways, um, so I love this idea. Like, I think that's a great idea. And I think we should be moving forward with self-driving cars. Especially as the older populace. And we all know who those people are who are on the roads who can't freaking drive. Need self-driving cars. So, your grandma just has to tell Google. Okay, Google, I would like to go to... Oh, shit. Okay, it didn't notice. Sorry, anybody who's got uh, the Google Home or anything at their house. So, um, yeah. So, but you just be like, "Hey, car, drive me to <laughs> Bob's house." Which Bob would you like? Whose uh, house, Bob? <laughs> uh, Bob number two, please. Or oh, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I'm that's sure. not funny. I have two Bobs. What? I'm just saying. It's gonna ask you which Bob you want to go to, and then you just tell it which Bob, and then it just puts it in, and it just goes there. So. And then you, Grandma realizes that she said the wrong Bob, and as it pulls into Bob number one's driveway, and then, anyways, you know, eh, it is what it is. I'm sure Grandma will still have to get out of the car to pump gas, though. So, but who knows? If we go with electric charging stations, unless she finds some nice young whippersnapper to do it for, <laughs> the car will just pop out a hand and it'll actually <laughs> pop open the side, grab the gas thing, slide your card to get a discount through them, and then you're. Input the credit card. Actually, this will all be just ePay, so you don't have to worry about it in the future. Um, anyways, moving on to a technology advanced future that we can only hope and dream for. Or, sorry, away from. Uh, PSA, uh, public service announcement to everybody who has bought Microsoft Windows 10S. Uh, Windows 10S um, is a reduced copy or, or priced version of Microsoft. However you do not have the ability to install applications on Windows 10S. Um, well, you do, but you have to buy, or, or not, you have to purchase them off of the Windows Store. <laughs> so, uh, Windows thought this was a great idea because that makes everybody have to, who wants to install apps on their computer, go through the, the store app, you know, to be able to install everything. So you have to install everything through Windows and whatever. So I didn't really do much research on this because there's no way in heck I'm going to buy Windows 10S. But if you have Windows 10S, which might actually be a reason to go buy it now that I'm thinking about it, you get a free upgrade to Pro until the end of this year. So if you did buy Windows 10S, you can upgrade to Pro uh, because they're like, whoops, we thought everybody would like this, but apparently people aren't liking the fact that they can't install their easy CD creator or Windows creator tools or maybe that Hallmark application you used to use to make those nice cards that you send to your grandchildren. Well, we thought it might be because <laughs> it's not on the Google, you're not the Google, but the, the Microsoft Store. So, because it has to be on the Microsoft Store for it to be installed on Windows 10S. Or at least a good and functional <sighs> um, Blu-ray player. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> So, uh, well, I'm sure there's probably some tool for that in the stall out there. So I'm sure you may have to pay like $10 for it. But uh, anyways, that was the last bit of news. And that was my little public service announcement for Windows 10 S. So please upgrade. I, Pro is way better. Um, Security-wise, it's still the same level. So, I mean, I guess you're not installing stuff from the... Yeah, anyways, but you can still... Anyway. Anyways, moving on. 
Uh, anybody got anything else they'd like to talk about? No, I'm good. You already brought up the fact about the Orville starting tonight, yes. so definitely pitch that. Oh, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So, eight o'clock local time, Fox. Woo-hoo. I will be I will be recording it at least. So if I'm not watching it, yeah, that's probably same same here. Yeah, DVR, quote unquote. Uh, I guess that's it. April, you got anything over there? Uh, just the usual spiel. Oh, I love spiels. Spiel it. Spiel, spiel, spiel this thing spiel. up. Oh, look, new backgrounds. Oh, never mind. Okay. <laughs> new backgrounds. Uh, okay, oh. as per usual, if you haven't already, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Yay! As well as our website, www.ingloriousgeeks.com. On Facebook, I am Inglorious Geeks. On Twitter, I am Inglorious underscore geek. On Instagram, I am Inglorious Geeks 3. On Twitch, Snapchat, and Roll20, I am just simply Inglorious Geek, one word. Yay! That's simple. That's simple. I'm just going to make life easy on everybody. If it's Inglorious (laughs) Geek, it's one of us. Yes. So, on that note, after I stretch, (sighs) we are the Inglorious Geeks. So, sit down. Shut up. And roll initiative. All right, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening. We don't have any spoilers because there's no Game of Thrones tonight. Because we have already seen this year's. Because Game of Thrones sucks (sighs) and it's not coming back until 2019. It sucks that it's not coming back sooner. Not that Game of Thrones sucks, because it's fantastic. <laughs> all right. Thank you all. I still want one of the Game of Bones shirts. Oh, Game of Bones. Because you can get it. I think you can get it with an Ostian. You can get it with a Corgi. It's cute. Yeah. yeah. All right, everybody. Go buy that PUBG, and we'll see you online. Bye. Bye.